Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Right, welcome to our second episode of 2021. Welcome to Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. And if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, this accent is all the way from northern Kentucky. So far up north, actually, it's called Scotland. So it's the Scottish end of Kentucky. It's not Kentucky at all. Anyway, so uh, I, I am the author of Unfuck Yourself. Do the work. Stop doing that shit. Wise as fuck. And, you know, this show, if you haven't guessed already, has some curse words in it. But this week, I want to talk about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And one of the things that comes up for people all too often in their lives is they feel like life is ripe for change and that they should make a change. And they're not making that change. And they know they should. And they know that this life that they're living is no longer reflective of who they are or what they're committed to. It's gone off on a tangent or it's gone in a direction they'd never quite considered they'd find themselves in. And that they've been wrestling with this idea of change. So they might be thinking, I need to start a new career. I need to go to college. I need to start a business. I need to get into a relationship. I need to get out of a relationship. I need to blah, 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 whatever the thing is. And my problem with a lot of that for people is that they'll wrestle with that sometimes for weeks, months, years, decades. People will continue to wrestle. I usually start this conversation by asking them, what are you waiting on? And so it'll, the answer will range from, I'm not ready. I need more information. I need to sort my current situation out. Like I need to pay off bills or I need to wait for the dog to die. So whatever your thing is, I want you to consider the idea that all of that is a smokescreen. I want you to consider all of that stuff is just absolute horseshit. And that what you're really waiting on is to somehow feel different about it. You're waiting on your feelings changing. And as I said, then unfuck yourself, people spend their lives waiting to feel different before doing different. Your life needs to be done differently. They're not going to feel different. The reason why people want to feel different about what they want to do is because what's in front of you when it comes to making significant life change is a completely unknown realm to you. And I always do this. I always think of like, 
life in terms of, of a realm, like a kingdom that you're in. And you're always in one world or another. When you look at the future, and if you want to change your life, you want to write a book, you want to fucking get in shape, it doesn't really matter what the thing is. It represents a different world, a different realm. And I always come back to this thing. Like I remember when I first started to write Unfuck Yourself and I got about two thirds of the way through it. And I remember like convincing myself that I'd proved my point, <laughs> right? Because in my mind, I thought I'm not smart enough to write a book. So I got two thirds of the way through and I'm like, yeah, I am smart enough. I've written two thirds, good enough. Let me just let that go. And I must have left that last third for fucking months, it seemed like. I can't really remember accurately, but it was something like months. And what I was really dealing with was the reality of releasing it. Like, actually, where well, the rubber would meet the road. And I could no longer say that I'm going to write a book because I'd written it. And that's often what we're up against. We're up against the fear of, of the reality. We're up against the fear of, of the judgment. See, I could, I could have continued to exist in the safe little nether world of I'm writing it. But then I would be exposed to this other world of, oh shit, it's on. And it's the same for those of you that, you know, I'm trying to lose weight or I'm going to write that book or I'm going to change my job, but I'm going to move, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Because the life that's on the other side of I'm going to is, show me, let me see what you got. It's one thing to produce a result. It's another thing to sustain and live that life. And I do want you to get that it's not personal to you. It's like, it's not something unique that you're spinning your wheels with. This is human being for me. This is what human being is. Human being is addicted to the same while crying out for different. And the older you get, the harder it seems. It's not like it is harder. It seems harder. Because you've got a lot invested in the same old shit. So it takes something to break some of that up. And I'm including those of you that think your adventurous is all hell and you make changes and da 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 no, that's your same. That's life as usual for you. Doing something consistently over a period of time would, for you would require a massive reinvention. Life change is challenging. It's difficult. You'll be up against a lot. But mostly what you'll be up against is your subconscious drive for things to be the same. That's all you're struggling with. And again, in any avenue of your life, you're struggling with your subconscious magnetic or gravitational pull for things to be the way they usually are. Why? Because that's safer and more certain. And even though it's shit, it's your shit. So I want you to understand first, number one, it's human. It's not you. Number two, you always got to identify actions that are consistent with change. So when I wrote my first book, what was an action that was consistent with change? Typing, sitting in front of a laptop, punching in the letters. I was so uncomfortable with it. At the beginning, I would even go as far as to say I fucking hated it. It was so like monotonous and like I even invested in some of that, you know, that voice recognition software. Yeah, except it couldn't recognize this fucking voice. So, so I would, I'd go off in some fucking rant 
right? <laughs> How to change a life, and, da, 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 and then I would read it back, and I'd be like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> That's just random words thrown together. Anyway, I digress. Let me get back to what I was talking about, which is eliciting real change in your life. There'll be a lot of resistance, but a lot of that resistance and most of that resistance is you. And you might say, no, well, it's the opinion of others. No, what's got you hooked is the significance that you've given to the opinion of others. Well, yeah, but what about the judgment? Judgment doesn't matter if you don't think it matters. Judgment only matters to the degree that you feel it matters. So then it's still you. But what will they say? Again. But what will they think? Again. So it's all you. You're only ever really, I mean, really, you guys, you're only ever really up against you. But what about my bills? You're only ever up against your opinion of your ability to produce the results that would satisfy those. So I really take a certain amount of, I don't want to call it delight, but there's a satisfaction about putting to bed some of the voodoo that keeps you stuck. Like hope. Hope keeps you stuck. Hope keeps you in the cloud of I'm gonna. If you're not taking the actions consistent with the future that you say you want, then stop fucking talking about it. Say it again. If you are not taking the actions that is doing the things that are consistent with, that align with, that go toward the future that you say you want, then fucking stop saying you want it. Stop it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your breath. Just say, you know what? I'm full of shit when it comes to that thing, and I'm not going to do it. You should just call yourself out. Get real with yourself. All great transformations begin with what? The truth. All great transformations begin with the truth. Because when you tell yourself the truth, when you finally call yourself out on something, that actually may well be the first step you take in the authentic fulfillment of the thing you say you want. Like the inauthenticity is the pretense. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I want it. Oh, it'd be great if. Okay, but what are the actions you're taking every day to make that thing happen for you? Well, I can't. And then there they go. They start telling you why they can't. But people are way more interested in why they can't than handling what they need to handle so that they do. And that's what you'll be up against. Real significant life changes available to each and every one of you. I want you to get this right between your ears right now. You can have it. It's there. You're only wrestling with you. Everybody else is, are they observing? Are they listening to what you're doing? Yeah, maybe. So fucking what? I don't care what age you are. 18? 80? Don't care. Or what your social situation is. Don't care. It's not like I don't care about you. I don't care about that as much as you do. And you should care about it to the degree that I do. I even had somebody say, well, you're just some fucking well-off white guy. You know, what do you know? I've been at the bottom of that barrel. I know what it's like down there. I know that feeling like you're never going to do it. I know that feeling like you're like getting up every day. is just like another drain on your life force. I know that. I've been defeated. 
I still get defeated. What the fucking hell am I talking about here? I still get defeated. And I still have the same approach that I've had now for going on 15 years. And my approach is, so what? Now what? What's next? Is life fair? No. Is it just? No. Is it right? What's happening? What happens in life? No. It's not. And there you are. There you sit, listening to my voice, looking out into your own life. A change is going to come or not. There's no great fucking thunderstorm of motivation or inspiration coming. You get up on your feet and you go do. Register the business. You ask for the raise or the promotion. You hand in your notice. You have that meeting or that conversation you need to have with that person in your life. You finally own, you finally take responsibility and you finally declare who you are, what you're up to and you move the needle. That's how this goes. There's no fucking fireworks. It's just you and the game you're playing and every day are you taking actions that fulfill on that game. See when you fulfill on that game then you create another one and you create the kind of games in your life that bring heat to your life because you get so much of you at stake in it. And then you'll learn to love the fucking game. It's not even the outcome anymore. It's like that you get to do this, that you get to play this. And I have to remind myself of this from time to time, but I love the game of being a father. Like I love it. Like it brings heat to my life, but I don't always feel that way. Like sometimes I'm like, oh shit, give me a break. Maybe I should call the kids together and tell them it isn't working out for me as much as it used to. And perhaps it was time we went our separate ways. Probably not a good conversation to have with your children. But anyway, it would be a ridiculous conversation to have with your children. It was a joke for fuck's sake. But I love being a dad and it's testing being a dad and it's testing being a husband and it's testing being an author. And I know it sounds like, great. oh yeah, I'm an author. But a lot of it's really fucking boring. Like, I'm not sitting in some Caribbean island typing away like fucking Hemingway or something, you know? It's not like that. I'm like, it's raining outside and I'm plowing through my fucking laptop and getting distracted by shit and drinking lots of coffee. So your pathway may not be a spectacular one, but it is yours. Like I said, great change can happen for you and it can begin right now. Like as soon as this podcast is over. But as usual, I'm going to be going on a little break right now. Second half of the show, we're going to be dealing with questions from the nation. Don't forget, by the way, you can buy your Unfuck Nation t-shirt, shameless plug. And it is shameless, by the way. I'm shamelessly plugging the Unfuck Nation t-shirts. You know why? Because they're fucking awesome. Like they're cool as shit. Here's how cool they are. I actually bought my own. I actually went online and bought them. And had them sent to my house. And I wear them. Sometimes I wear them for speaking gigs and stuff. But you can submit your questions, your conundrum, your quandary. You can email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can call the hotline, 646-450-3203. And leave me a voicemail. Because we love to hear from the nation. And now you can even leave your question for Gary up at unfucknation.com. So submit your question today. You can even send yours during the break. And it's about that time. So stick around. We'll be back in a few with more on Fuck Nation. See you on the flip side. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, 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 welcome back from that enforced break. This is the part of the show where our producer, Stephen Miller, comes in with questions from the listeners from the nation. Stephen, welcome back to this week's episode. What have you got for us this week? Well, Gary, I think it's safe to say we've got plenty of questions for you, so let's dive right in. Our first question comes from Taylor, who needs some direction. At 25, I feel like I'm in the most mind-fucking stage of my life. I teeter back and forth between confident and totally lost in my personal views. Depending on the day of the week, I've been reflecting on the beliefs of my parents, trying to figure out who the fuck I am, charting a course for what I'm doing with my life, and getting clear on what's right or wrong. Unfortunately, all of this discovery has made me feel like I'm outgrowing my friends, family, and my environment. Do you have any advice on where to start for someone my age? All right, that's a fucking brilliant question, Taylor, and I'm honored that you would think so highly of what we do here, that you would bring it to the nation. You've brought us something really juicy. So, I don't care whether you're 25 or 55. You're always a kid. You're not supposed to have all this shit figured out. we got a listener right now who's 68 or 72. You're a kid too. There's this kind of burden of that you should have worked all this out by now. I always treat people with a degree of suspicion who try to leave me with the impression that they have their shit together. I usually find those people, if you give me 10 minutes with them, we can usually undo most of that nonsense. So first of all, you're not supposed to have your shit together. It doesn't matter when you're questioning what you believe. I think it's healthy to question what you believe. It allows you to introspect. It allows you to see things. Sometimes in that process of questioning what you believe, you'll realize that you've kind of centered yourself somewhere else. And that's okay too. And it might even be different from where you were before, or it might even be different from those who you share your life with. Also, perfectly fine. We're not all supposed to believe the same shit. And I know there are people who say that, no, we should believe the same shit. And I'll say, well, enjoy that should, because that will be your fucking cross to bear. I don't believe that everyone should see things the way that I do. I just offer you a point of view or a perspective or a philosophy and you get a chance to see life from there. If you like that, then you might want to ride that train a while. So there's nothing to get your knickers in a twist about there. But the other part that you've talked about is disconnecting or departing from certain people in your life. That's a part of being a human being. I'm not a great believer in, by the way, cutting people out of my life. And I know many of you have done it. Oh, I did it for myself. No, fucking stop. If you take a slightly different approach, if you just take a stand for who you are and be your fucking self, 
the people that are supposed to be in your life will be in it. And the people that are not won't. That's how this goes. You just got to unabashedly be you. I don't even have to tell people to get the fuck out of my life. I don't. I just be me and you're either in or you're out. And that part is up to you. But I'm not going to curtail that to make you more comfortable. Because I would never ask you to curtail yourself to make me more comfortable. I insist you be yourself. And then I'll choose for myself whether I want to be part of that or not. And that's how this goes. And that's how it's going to go for you too. So Taylor, go ahead. Investigate. Keep looking. Keep searching. Keep discovering. Be yourself. And let the cards fall where they may. All right, Stephen, what else have we got? Now we've got a question coming in from Mike. I've been working on a career transition to move from sales to marketing, but I'm having a difficult time landing a full-time gig. I've had some contract and freelance work, but after two years and over 120 job applications, I've only received calls for four interviews. I've never been the type of person to give up, but what can I do to stay the course? Well, I like to see that you've really stretched yourself from marketing into sales. That was a massive fucking leap of your intellectual capacity. I mean, come on, Gary. It's not like you can just switch from marketing to genetics. Why the fuck not? Of course you can. Your success rate right now is verging on the fucking pathetic. Four interviews in two years is not a great return. You should be getting four interviews a fucking month. How would you get four a month? You would get four a month by giving up some of your conditions. And they're in there. They're financial conditions or geographical conditions. There's a ton of them in there. If you're really committed to this pathway. But then that also includes what are the other pathways that are available to you that maybe you haven't given thought to or you've dismissed, which is one of the things we'll do, by the way, we'll all too readily dismiss. So I'd invite you to really consider there's more than one way, in fact, probably dozens of ways to get this done if you're truly committed to it. So that's one part. Then there's this other part. While you're in this world that you're in and you're not following this career pathway that you wanted, life, again, has a very kind of predictable flavor for you. You will tolerate this as much as you're willing to tolerate it. I can't imagine myself tolerating what you're tolerating for two years. You're saying staying true and staying committed and not giving up, but I don't tolerate those lack of results. That's quite frankly, just not good enough for me. I just wouldn't sit there two years later and try to call that being relentless. That's not being relentless. That's being unproductive. You're not getting the results you're after, and I'm going to give you this fucking revelation from the stars. And by the way, you got to fucking get this to your bones. Every single person listening to this right now, your results are completely a function of what you've done and not done, period. There's nothing else to it what you're doing and not doing. My sons are all, my three boys are all soccer players, right? They all love it. And two of my sons are particularly good at it. The youngest is a little too young to be particularly good at it. But my middle son's a nine-year-old and I, I say this unabashedly, he's a fucking phenom. Like a truly brilliant soccer player at nine. And I talk to him about this all the time, about his mindset. 
And I say, your job is to be so fucking good that no one has an option but to agree with you. The powers that be don't have a choice in the matter. Like, you take the choice out of their hands. They don't even get to go, is he good? Or is he good enough? They don't get to say that. Why? Because you're so fucking irresistible that they have to do what you're demanding of them. And I also want you to know, by the way, this is an approach I've taken in my own life. I don't like people making decisions about me. I'm like, fuck that shit. Let me make that decision. If I'm doing this, it's going to be so fucking great. You have to do it. You have to. I don't even have to convince you. It's so irresistibly good. You have to agree with me. So somewhere in your process, that's not part of it. You've only managed to impress four people enough that they would want to talk to you. What's missing? What are you not doing? What do you need to start putting in here? Sounds like you're trying to get this done using your method. And your method ain't working. So it might be time for a rethink. All right, Stephen, what else have we got? Okay, so before I give you the really big question, I want to give you this question from Robert, who said, After recently getting laid off, I decided to start my own business. But if I don't start making something soon, well, I'm probably going to go under. That looming fear of failure trap and the procrastination that comes with it is weighing heavily, and I need to find a way out from underneath it. Oh, and please save me the cliche of taking a step. I know there's something bigger blocking the way forward. So from everything I've shared, can you help me get to the bottom of this? Mm, yeah, I'll get to the bottom of this very, very fucking quickly. You're full of shit, my friend. You are full of shit. You've given yourself a nice little mystery to hang around with so that you can blame it on that. Procrastination is a term to describe a lack of action. Now, I know I'm not giving you the news that you wanted to hear. I know that. But people are always acting in alignment with how something occurs to them. And this whole thing doesn't occur to you as urgent. Because if it did, you'd be behaving in an urgent way. And you're not. This is this cause and effect thing that people have all the fucking time. Like, I even talked to you about this offline, Stephen, before the show. People were saying, I've put on a lot of weight because of COVID. And I said, no, you've put on a lot of weight because of the pies. COVID is how you describe it. You got to stop like explaining yourself through these non-causality items. These aren't caused items. You're not procrastinating because of fear. You live with this illusion that if you could somehow work out the why, you'd be doing it. And you wouldn't. You won't, because if I gave you a why, you'd say, that ain't it. And then we'd go further in the hole. Well, that could be it, but I'm still not doing it yet. And all the while, what you need to do to get this done remains undone. And it remains undone. And it remains undone. And it remains undone. So there's a kind of two-headed approach. You can go on your little Sherlock Holmes search, okay? You can do that. There might even be some value in your doing that, like to understand why you procrastinate. But if you go on that little search, you should give up your right to either A, produce the result, or you give up your right to procrastinate while you're searching for the meaning. 
You can't have it both ways. You're another one of those people, by the way, and I'm not categorizing, I'm not throwing you in with a bunch of people. I want you to get, there are people and lots of them who live their life like there's some kind of fucking mystery that if they solved it, they'd be unleashed. And it's horseshit. A number of years ago, I was asked to participate in this very demanding leadership program. And I had a series of calls with these people and they said, you know, we think you'd be a great fit. And, da, da, da. and I, I remember at the time saying, you know, there's just something about this is just holding me back. So I'm going to say no. And then I, I remember like driving around in my car. This was like weeks later and I'm driving up to a set of lights and I'm like, what am I trying to work out? Like what's on my mind here? What am I trying? And I just gave up that I had to work it out. I'm like, I don't need to work this out. I called the person up. I said, count me in. I'm doing it. And they're like, oh, did you work it out? I said, no. And here's the news. I still haven't worked it out. I've no idea why I didn't want to do that program, but I did it anyway. I did it anyway because I realized my trying to solve the problem of whatever that was wasn't actually going to make one blind bit of fucking difference to the trajectory of my life. So the one thing that you need to confront right now is that you're willingly watching your life slip through your fucking fingers right now just so that you can solve your own personal little bullshit mystery. And that's your choice. Or get your shit together and honor the fucking promise that you made yourself when you started this business, which is that you would do it. And that's what's at stake here. It's your word to yourself. It's your honor to your fucking self. It's not something to prove to the world. It's that you're bigger than how you fucking feel. How you feel is always there. You're not always going to feel like being productive. You're not always going to fucking feel like doing it. That's how it is for human beings. And it's a little fucking arrogant, quite frankly, to demand that you should feel better about producing phenomenal results. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And that's why the self-help industry is the way it is and has made all the fucking money it's made. Because it's left you with the illusion that somehow you should feel fucking great while you're producing some of the most amazing results of your life. That, my friend, is horseshit. You will not feel great about it. You will not feel motivated or inspired or let up. None of that shit will happen. I mean, it might one day, one morning. I love it when I'm writing and I'm inspired. But mostly when I'm writing, I'm not inspired. I don't even feel like doing it. I'd rather just go lie down and watch fucking Netflix, but I don't. I continue to type. Why? Because I said I would. And doing what I said I would, honoring who I am, honoring what I'm up to is way bigger than any fleeting feeling that might course its way through this fucking skin bag. All right, Stephen, what's our last question for the day? Do you really want the last question? Because if I was in your shoes, I would want to bring that buzz you've got going into the rest of my afternoon. <laughs> I'm just not sure that you've been that fired up since before Christmas. I mean, you're really bringing the heat. Well, because, you know, don't tell me just to do it. Well, I'm fucking telling you just to do it. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that I've got a big question primed for you this week. This time, it's coming from Susanna. 
My husband has cystic fibrosis, and about four to five years ago, he had two near-death experiences, one of which was very traumatic and painful for me. As a result, I've had two separate bouts of PTSD, which I've recovered from pretty well, but one thing that has lingered since has been a fear of my husband dying. I never thought about it before the trauma, but it's like a wall went up subconsciously. I talk myself up, down, around, telling myself things like, people die all the time. It's something we have to deal with in life. And as you say, blah, 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 blah. But I don't want to keep being dominated by my fear and having this conversation with myself. I genuinely want to go back to when I was fearless. I know it'll always be a shitstorm whether I think I can prepare for it or not. And I also know that I can't predict the future. So in your view, what can I do to get over this hurdle? All right. Well, you know, first of all, you have all the compassion that I can muster for you as a human being who's had to wrestle with what you've had to wrestle with and are continuing to wrestle with, which is part of the problem. And this is one of the things that we do. We're, we're trying to get past things. We're trying to get over things. Trying to let go of things. But what we fail to realize is this get past, get over, deal with, handle, is what actually keeps the thing in existence. So your insistence that you should be past this is what keeps it current. I want to say that again, and everybody's got to really listen. Your insistence, that insistence that I'm talking about, can you hear that word insistence? You're insisting on something. Your insistence that this thing should be gone is what keeps it here. It's not the thing. Now you got to sit with what I'm saying. You got to really think. The force. The glue, the item that keeps that item going is the insistence that it should not be here. Keeps it here. You see, in the absence of a future, you'll constantly be visiting the past. In the absence of a future, you'll constantly visit the past. If I gave an artist a piece of cloth and some pieces of fabric and some glue and some needles and threads. And I said, create, they would create something beautiful. If I gave an artist a camera and I said, create, they would create something beautiful. If I gave them chalk or charcoal or paint, blocks of wood, they would create. Why? Because they are creators. They create. It's what they do. And everything that they create is beautiful. And it's always governed by and restricted by whatever's available to them in that moment of time. But each time it's beautiful. What does that mean to you? There's materials. There's whatever you've been given. There's whatever you've been presented with. And now it's your job to create with this. Create what? Fucking Gary. Create something that inspires you. So therefore, in the absence of something being created in your life, you'll be left with the default of what's there. If you don't create with a pencil on the paper, you'll just be staring at the pencil on the paper. 
And in the presence of that, all there is is the past. So you got to create something. You got to get up to something in your life that, I mean, I say this often, but that brings the heat to your life. You're only dwelling in that because of the absence of something that you're up to. You've nowhere else to go but that. And by the way, included in this process might be that, well, he has a condition and we can't do X, Y, and Z. That's right. When you've got a pencil, you can't paint. That's how that goes. If you've got fabric, you can't use a pencil. If you've got clay, you can't use fabric. That's how that goes. You got what you got. Now let's create. And that's my big problem with people in general terms. They don't create their lives. They just react. They're not up to anything. And I really mean that, like not up to anything worthy of the life. Like you can have a job and pay your bills and that, that, but what's your life about? You can be married and la, 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 but what's your life about? That you could sit at the end and say, oh, shit, that was awesome. Who knows when the end is for you or for him? We don't know. You can't live with that on your mind like a burden. You can live with that on your mind like lighting a fire under your ass. And that's how I recommend people look at death. Not like the end, but the inspiration to get shit done now. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Thank you for listening and giving us all your attention. As usual, if you have a question, please drop us an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Call us on the hotline. Leave a voicemail, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203. Or leave your inquiry online, unfucknation.com. Don't forget, if you haven't read all the books, get yourself a book, get a t-shirt, an Unfuck Nation t-shirt, and follow the show and subscribe to what we're doing here. Thank you for being one of the warriors. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Have a great one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.